0: You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode
1: 014. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. (laughs) Wouldn't it suck if I really talked like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith.
0: Well, hello there, Mr. Smith.
1: Well, hello there, Mrs. Smith. Hey, how was your trip to Ohio?
0: Oh my gosh, you guys. Okay, so I just got back from an excursion to Ohio where my my dad's family is actually from and I (laughs) I had such a blast I had such a blast so for those of you who are new to the show just uh, just to let you know, kind of the format. What we do is uh, we always love to do like two weeks. We'll cover life topics, and then two weeks we cover relationship topics. And we actually have a really awesome relationship topic for you today. Yeah, but it's a good one. Before we jump in, we always like to shoot the shit and just mm-hmm. kind of talk about some fun stuff. So, you know,
1: speaking of that, I've always wondered how "shoot the shit" came up as a as a moniker for yeah talking just about nothing. Like, like why maybe, would you shoot shit?
0: Maybe it was like like cow pies like in the wild west or something.
1: <laughs> and they're just out there shooting the shit because they had nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Okay, maybe. so
0: speaking of country ass people,
1: <laughs> that's right.
0: <laughs> no, I'm I had the best time in Ohio. Let me tell you, but. um and we were joking a lot with my cousins they're like we're not that back ass words we're not that country you know and we we just love to give them shit and of course they think we see celebrities all the time and that we're surfing all the time because we're in California
1: right, and everybody's tan and blonde and,
0: and I'm like a white ass redhead right now <laughs> and uh, and somebody even at a bar when I was out there was like I have to say you don't really have a Californian complexion <laughs> and I was like ew awesome. back away from me but uh <laughs> No, We're so, a Minnesota complexion, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Alaska. So uh, it was really fun, but I have to tell you, I I hit almost three deer, and what? A- apparently this is commonplace. Like I start bringing the, you know, I'm on my way home, driving home from my cousin's house, and they're all like, "Watch out for deer," and I'm like, "Oh, ha, yeah, right," and they're like, "No, like." seriously watch out for deer and they start telling me all these stories and I'm like did you eat it after you hit it and they're like <laughs> yeah totally and I'm like really and they're like no <laughs> so we we had a good laugh about that but I almost hit three and then another night we were just cruising out and, and they're like legit deer like full blown like camel color with the beautiful white specks like Bambi and I'm going like you know, they're like, you don't see those? And I'm like, uh, in the zoo? Like, we don't, it's not, we don't have deer crossings out here. I'm just here. trying
1: to think what an illegitimate deer is.
0: Stop it. <laughs> don't fuck this up for me. Don't fuck this up for you? <laughs> oh,
1: yeah? Is that how it goes?
0: Um, But then my cousin also has, what are those called? Cicadas?
1: Oh, yeah. Those uh, big, huge crickets.
0: They're g- these gigantic bugs and they're... You, they pretty much stay in the trees, right? So it's not a big yeah. deal. But they are so loud. They are. Like a so jet engine. Yeah. So yeah. me and my brothers were joking. We were like, I'm sorry, uh, what was that? I can't hear you over your gigantic-ass <laughs> bugs that are hanging out in your trees. Uh. <laughs> um, but we had a really good time. It was really a blast.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, we heard some of those when we were in Palm Springs the other day, too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I know. I'm starting to notice all the the country-ass stuff that we have out here. And I'm going, maybe we're not that hip.
1: Yeah, we're more desert people than country people, I guess. Yeah, it
0: might be, yeah. So what do you say we jump into some uh, juicy stuff? Well, let's do
1: it because we've got a lot to cover today. Yeah. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, we got some good stuff. So, well, you know, as as you guys know, we're doing uh, another love topic today. And uh, we, we covered off a couple of weeks ago... Um, the concept around hell yes or hell no, and it really has a lot to do with settling in your, you know, in your life. And we actually had somebody pose a question to us around what to do when your relationship is not necessarily a hell yes, or maybe there's components of the relationship uh, that are not a hell yes. So, which it gets kind of sticky, and you're like, what, what do I do with this? So, um, I think we actually have have her live on the line.
1: Oh, we do. Tammy, are you there? I am here. Hi. Hello.
0: Hey, Tammy. Hi. How are you guys?
1: We're doing great. We're doing great. Thank you for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. You are
0: welcome. Thanks for having me. Yay. And it's our, it's our, you're our very first caller ever on the Joy Junkie Show.
1: On live on the Joy Junkie Show. (laughs) (laughs) I am (laughs) honored.
0: Awesome. Cool. So I, I understand that you've got a little question for us around the whole hell yes, hell no concept uh, as it relates to relationships. So um, why don't you give me a little background on what you would like a little clarity on? Yeah, I, would, I would love
2: to. Um, you know, I, I totally get and embrace the concept of hell no's and hell yes's. Um, and my question is actually... Um, with in a relationship, if you have hell yeses, but you you really don't have any hell goes, that there are some things, there are some elements in the relationship that um, uh, you know. Again, they're not hell yeses. You don't you don't hate them, but you don't love them. Um, and when you take the bigger picture and you take them in context with the hell yeses, then. You know, they sort of become what I have come to call "hello Mm-hmm. and so I'm just not sure. Um, you know, and if I can back up for just one second, quickly, I, um, my partner and I um, did have some hell no, some great big hell no, and we actually um, went through your three um, day kick ass relationship program, which ignited our communication, which was previously a hell no. Um, That is no longer a hell no. It absolutely shifted some things in our relationship. We had major breakthroughs. It really turned the relationship on its head in a positive way. It was great.
0: That's great. Thank you so much.
2: You're so welcome. Thank you. Um, There are still some things, though, that, again, they're not hell yeses. But yet we have hell yeses. So, you know, I'm kind of thinking, does it kind of come out in the wash or –
0: I'm not, I'm not real sure what to do with that okay so this is this is really really a great question because it's not um, it's not always so cut and dry and I think I think one of the most advantageous concepts to maybe um, address with this whole issue is the idea behind um, well I'm going to say uh, this is another tool this is another place to look if the hell yes hell no still feels muddled you can start looking into core value system so I know that sounds kind of you know woo woo and like self-helpy but I want to break this down a little bit because this might this might shed a little bit of light for you Um, so for those of you you guys listening out there the idea behind your core value system at least how I teach it Um, is that these are components that must be present in your life for you to be fulfilled, right? So for instance, I have to have creativity in my life to be fulfilled. I have to. However, it's it's not a deal breaker value, meaning I don't need my spouse, I don't need Mr. Smith to also be creative. I don't need him to value creativity. I just need him to not make me wrong for for being a creative spirit. Now there's other values that are really, really important to me like um, uh, honesty and integrity. I have a very strong value around that. Meaning I have to have that element in my life in order for me to live the most optimum uh, fulfilled life possible. And it's a deal breaker. So if if mr smith was like let's say he would just like find a wallet on the street and just you know uh decided that it wasn't that serious to find the owner i would have a major problem with that i'd be like okay here's a here's the my person that i'm madly in love with who is supposed to be my you know soul partnership and um and he clearly doesn't value honesty and integrity in the way that I do. So the reason I bring that up is a lot of times in your relationship, you can start looking at, okay, is this, is this something in our life, and maybe we'll get into some specifics with you, Tammy, if you feel comfortable with that. Um, okay. But uh, are there things in our life where I have a really strong value around, let's say, you know, social interaction, Um, I love going out. I love being with people. And maybe my partner uh, doesn't share that same value. And it makes for a real strong conflict because, you know, he wants to go out or he wants to stay in. I want to go out. He makes me wrong for wanting, you know. Um, So then you can start looking at like, okay, we just have a different value around social environments. And it's not a deal breaker. There's ways to work around it. So, um. When you look at those things in your life for uh, with your relationship, um, are the you know the the things that you're terming you know a hell maybe or I call them like a um, a hell eh <laughs>
2: <Sorry>.
0: <laughs> or a hell okay or whatever um, yeah so um, are those things for you that are a deal breaker?
2: Um, you know what, I would have to say no, not not at this point, but they're certainly, um, they certainly cause me to, you know, to pause and, and think, you know, some serious thoughts to them. But at this point, they're not a deal breaker. I guess that's where the question really arises, is because um, and maybe that's what needs more examination is I'm not sure if it's, if it's a deal breaker
0: or not. Okay got it got it okay so would you do you feel comfortable sharing that with us sure
2: yeah I think you know one of the things um that is not a hell yes is the fact that um emotionally we're we're pretty much a different end of the spectrum I'm I'm very emotional and passionate and compassionate and empathetic and he is not so good um although I have to say since Um, we've had the breakthroughs in our communication. It's something that we can really be honest and open with each other and communicate about. Um, But, you know, one of my core values is, um, you know, that I need to feel um, connected. And so this is definitely an area that's an issue. And, um, you know, like I said, we have talked about it, and he feels that – it's empathy and compassion so, is something that he can, um, you know, practice and learn to be better at. And, you know, there's different schools of thought on that um, and different theories. So that's, you know, a little bit about what's going on in, in one of the hell, okay, or maybe areas.
1: So let me just clarify what you're saying is you need a little bit more connectivity, but um, he's not, he doesn't need that.
2: Yeah, I think so. I think that um, you know, and before we were communicating so well, I would even go so far as to say sometimes she felt she felt emotionally unavailable to me. Okay. That's not the case anymore. Gotcha. Um, we really worked through that, but yeah, I think that I I do really um, feel better when there's more um, connectivity. Yes, and
1: I don't think he needs it so much. So, I my first thought, and I don't know, I'm not a coach, but my first thought is. That we need to know exactly what makes you feel connected, and is he willing to provide that?
2: Um, yeah, I think I
1: think so, and that's, I think it's an area that is um, definitely has potential, um, you know, for us to work on, and,
0: and maybe even work through. that I'm not sure. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Good, Amy, go. <laughs> <laughs> Tag you it. Well, I think. Um, I think one of the things that we romanticize um, a lot when we have uh, relationships or when we find our soulmate or the right one is we want to think that they will just innately be what we need no matter what. Like we think somehow, and I'm not saying this is you, but a lot of people will think if I have to really tell him or her what I need then somehow I'm losing. Like I just want him to know or I just want her to want to do that. And it's it's really um, – it, that can be quite the demise of the relationship. And I'm always obviously advocating really truly just asking for what you need. So right. um, something that I would, <sighs> would pose to, to the two of you is – First of all, recognizing when you really have that desire, because um, I know for for Mr. Smith and I, like, we'll we both kind of feel it if we're missing a connection or we'll say like I'm feeling kind of distant or um, I really I'm craving some connection time with you so I'm wondering if there would be a way for you to just vocalize and not demand it and not say like I need you to be the way I am but to say like hey you know I would really love to have like a, you know, a deep conversation or um, can we spend a little bit more time, you know, in the bedroom like with with candles and making it really intimate and not just a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am or whatever or can can we start reading a book together and discussing it or uh, any, you know you tend to get a better result when you get really specific and you ask for um, what they would be willing to do instead of just accusing and saying like, you're always shut down or you're not as emotionally available as I am or, you know, and telling them why they're different than you. Uh, So if you can maybe softly start it with, hey, you know, I've been really craving you or I've been really hungry for some connection with you. Um, What's your night like tomorrow? Would you be up for fill in the blank? Um, That way, because I I find too that sometimes if it's not your partner's uh, innate response, if it's not what they naturally will do, a lot of times you have to be really specific and you have to nail them down you know and is it ideal probably not you know it's you know we of course would love for our partner to be mind readers and and all of that Um, but as you can see with just what you guys have accomplished with your communication sometimes it's about creating what you want not just that it organically happens Um, so what are you thinking as I'm talking over there as far as maybe how you would you feel comfortable approaching him and saying hey i'd like you know a little bit more connection or to hear about your day or could is there room to ask for it
2: um i definitely would feel more comfortable and and like that i could do that now um because, and because our communication is like it is. We're very open with each other now, so I definitely feel that I could do that, and I appreciate the um, the suggestions because I think they're really good ones, and especially the way that you suggested that I would approach him with softness versus, you know, being demanding, or because I think that's probably a much um, better way to go about it and would get better results. Um, you know, so, yeah, no, I think that those are really... Um, i think i could definitely do that and you know the only other thing, other thing is that what i found when this um i, I see it coming up like when um if, if, some, if there's something that's come up as a problem that we need to discuss i will you know normally be um it'll still matter to me sometimes more than it seems to to him mm-hmm. and and there is i definitely have, have done the thing that you mentioned where um I would think you know really you should I shouldn't have to tell you how you know I, I would like for you to respond or you know whatever that but, but you know so that's, that and that's been part of my my question around is it you know it's not a hell yes because I, if I have to tell you you should if this is not coming to you naturally then is that a hell no
0: right okay so I sense? I don't, yeah. yes and so I think I think what what would be a really good um, uh, kind of concept is you might have like there's things in our relationship that are a hell no you know but they're right. they're minuscule like I don't particularly okay. you know there's certain things we don't particularly love about what the other but they're petty and they're silly and they're not they're not a deal breaker so when I look at the grand scheme of our relationship sure. the relationship is a hell yes, like that's right. a no brainer. So if you're looking at your relationship, going like, I just don't know if this person is for me, then that's that's a little that's a little different than we've got one issue that we're working on. Um, yeah. so so I definitely think that's it's important to to bring that up. That I don't know if you're ever gonna get any of us are ever gonna get to the point where. We're like, oh my gosh, your shit smells amazing, and you know, <laughs> I love when you make that noise with your mouth, and <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: because <laughs> no, Lord knows neither of that. us have that.
0: Yeah, so you know, and there's, you know, I, I we've talked about it before that I know, you know, he, Mr. Smith would love if I was more adventurous with. Um, everything like if I would want more (laughs) exotic foods and I don't I want diner food all the time but is it a deal-breaker no it's just like okay it's not that serious it's not it's whatever Um, so but
1: but I think uh, you know uh, the grand scheme is good to look at it as a holistic thing but yeah um, we're looking at a specific instance here and my question would be how have you approached this in the past, you know how how have you tried to get more of a connection from him? That mm. what that was lackluster or didn't get the response that you were looking for. Um,
2: well, I've definitely done all
0: the wrong things. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so you're normal. So we got those out
2: of the way. Yeah. But, um, you know what has worked, and and,
0: and again, it, it is like you know it's
2: it's a process, but. um it, what's worked is when I just said to him, you know, this is the way that I'm feeling right now, and, um, you know, I, I kind of, you know, asked him, I guess, and, and posed it as a question, you know, can, you know, how, how can we work through this? How can you, you know, together, and, and how can you help me with this, or, you know, whatever it is, I can't think of anything specific right now, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the same, it is the same kind of thing that has come o- up, you know, over time, and but I do think that it's getting better, but by the same token, I think it's one of those things that we are never going to meet necessarily in the middle. Mm. Um, and so, I think there's, this is going to be an area that's always, sometimes it's going to go well, sometimes it's not going to go so well, but I don't know that this particular area of our relationship, which is pretty important, is ever going to be a hell yes all by itself. I but see. when you do look at the bigger scheme and you do look at the, because there's definitely hell yeses in our relationship, you can you know, it really makes me feel loved and there's so many good things. But, uh, you know, this, this is not, to me, this is not a petty area. And so, right. I, I'm, you know, thinking, it, it's not all yet, but the whole relationship in general, um, when, when taken together, this is just an area that is what it is and it's always gonna, you know, probably need work and is that, you know, so, do you just deal with that and go on or do you really overanalyze it like i
0: that <laughs> that's a great question um I, I here's here's the deal like um we we will try over and over again uh, for uh, to avoid the pain, right like it's easier to yeah. stay, it's easier to pretend like it's not that serious um because if you actually say, you know what' This is a deal breaker. It is too much of a void for me. It means that things will probably get shitty before they get amazing again. You know, like there will probably be some pain. So this is, this, and so it really isn't something that is super easy ever. You know, what would be amazing is if I just said, oh no, you're fine. Right, and then you're like, okay, <sighs> but that I can't, yeah. t- I can't tell you that because I can't tell you sure. if it's if it's a real deal breaker or not. So, the place to look with this is yep. is your intuition. Okay, so yeah. if you are routinely coming up empty, if you're routinely feeling feeling like there's this major void, um, if you feel like there's no reciprocity, like he's not even trying to work on it in the way that he knows how. Or if you also feel like even at his very best, it still doesn't fulfill you, then it's probably a deal breaker. And that's where where things get really sticky is when there's a lot of other good things. You know, like they're an amazing father or mother or uh, they're a great provider or they're really honest or there's a lot of other great qualities that... Are, that don't equal soulmate, and then it becomes um, it becomes about a choice. It be, really becomes about a choice. So if you look at the prospect of him never changing this component of your relationship, or if things are remain the same and we flash forward five years, is that an exciting feeling for you, or is it like kind of a heavy, like uh, I can't even imagine us being in the same boat in five years, then it it's probably a deal breaker. Um, if there's a lightness, like, no, you know what? I can see so much positive positivity and optimism. And, I'm, you know, even if this never changes, I can still see us living a really rich, fulfilled life. Then it's probably not uh, a deal breaker. And so that really is like an internal gut check. It's something that you really need to pay attention to and you really need to listen to. Um, because I find that it, that for many of us, we fight for our spouse. Like we're rooting for them. We want them yeah. to come through for us. We want them to be what, they, what uh, we need. Uh-huh. So much so that we overlook our intuition, you know, and we go, no, but gosh, but he tells me he loves me all the time or – so I really think it comes down to how empty does this issue make you feel? Um b- because that that will be very telling. Um if it's a nagging in the back of your mind, if if it always feels a little unsettled or uncomfortable, um that's usually your intuition saying like this is a really really big deal. Um
1: How's that feeling for you?
2: <laughs> you know what? It gives me a lot of food for thought. And um, I, I think it's something that um, that I need to sit with and, um, you know, really think about a little bit about how I actually feel, um, you know, when I consider, um, especially the five years from now thing. Um, yeah. And how, I, think, I think I need to evaluate just how important is this and, and also what is what is possible like as far mm-hmm. as how far well well while we won't ever meet maybe exactly in the middle what is possible there and how do I sure. feel about that and how do I feel about you know that being our life and our relationship so
0: yeah you can also you can also choose to have like deal breaker effort so let's say that he's not um, necessarily, naturally, super open or emotional or um, processes externally or vocally, but you're like, okay. But what I what I do need is for when I voice something for you to care about it. You know, maybe it's an effort. Like I just want you. I just want to see that you care that I care. <laughs> or right. when I request that maybe we have a conversation, a deep conversation um i want it it's a deal breaker for me if you act like i'm totally putting you out like it's um ugh, a chore then that's a then it might be the uh, the effort you know his willingness to work on it that part might be the deal breaker or not for you cuz for me I personally feel like if something is so important to you and you bring it up over and over again and you're always looking at a collaborative, kind way to rectify it and your partner over and over again shows you that they don't care, um, then that's a big deal. That's a problem because then you're, work- you're working on the relationship on your own. So that's another element. Like maybe it's about the actual effort and work that he's putting into meeting you halfway. Um and maybe asking him too what he needs from you um like, i was just going to say that you know uh because it could be you know we've learned over the years that um like if if mr smith is studying or you know in the middle of a tv show or something like i know it is not the time for me to be an emotional basket case like i just you know it, i it just because i need to emote does not mean that I need to negate where he's at, you know, like he's got his own set of feelings that are just as valid. Um, uh, There was something else that I wanted to make mention too. I
1: I I think uh, something else to just add is there's a difference between intuition and analyzation. Mm, Good. So analyzing is about going through your head and, you know, really like making it a thought process and intuition is about what it feels like viscerally what your what it makes your body feel like or how it comes mm. out of you mm-hmm. right so don't get too right. stuck in the analysis of well he does this but he doesn't do that and like putting things into categories and just make it more about how uh, like Amy was saying how it makes you
0: feel yeah, yeah. that's great point babe yeah right Th- that's awesome yeah because it's um, it isn't it, it it isn't easy. It it really isn't. And oh, I remember what I was going to say. Um, and here here's the other thing too. Is like you're at choice, right? And I've known people who've chosen to stay with the partner that they're in knowing in partnership that they're in knowing very well that it's not their soulmate. Um, that they probably could be more sublimely happy with somebody that they're more connected to, but they chose to stay and they choose because of whatever is more important to them. Sometimes it's more important because of the children. You know, I have my own thoughts on that, but who who am I to decide what choice is valid or not? You might choose it because familiarity or comfort is more important to you than starting over again and finding a soulmate. For others, like, and myself included, I don't want to love unless it's balls to the wall. Like I want rich, unabashed, incredible romance and love in my life. That's important to me. For other people, it's not, you know. It's the stability. It's the comfort. It's um, the friendship, the camaraderie, the, you know, whatever else. So it's also about deciding for you what is it that you really, really want in your relationship. Like what is the most important thing to you? Um, is it somebody who just tells you how beautiful you are all the time and that's the end all be all, or is it, I really need somebody who is super emotional and connected and deep and wants to talk about it all the time. That's up for to, for you to decide. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Um, and
2: I, yeah, I can definitely, I really appreciate that. And I think that one thing that, um, is, is a, is a hell yes. Um, is that you mentioned his willingness to, um, uh-huh. to show up and make the effort and he definitely um, is on board with that and, and willing to my, my concern was just I didn't know if it didn't come naturally to him if it was even fair to ask him to bend over backwards like that but as far as his willingness goes he is, he's on board with that and that, that, that excites me that, that makes me
0: feel really good
1: absolutely that's half good. the battle
0: good Well, and the other thing too, where you might be able to support him, like imagine if he was asking you, um, to do something that felt really like you kind of get uncomfortable. Like it's just not quite, it it doesn't come natural and you're like, okay, but I'll do it for you. Like, what would you need to feel supported? You know, you might want to ask him that, like, um, are there times when you, it feels more comfortable? for you to share how you're feeling or talking about your emotions or, you know, whatever it is that you want from him, get really clear about what you're asking for. Because if you're asking him just to be more emotional, good luck. Like, that won't happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, I mean? No, I do know exactly what you mean. Yeah, and I really uh, – no,
2: that's a really good way. I really, really like the way that you suggest putting that because I think that's perfect. And I think it, that would really be helpful.
0: Yeah, and, and, and getting clear for yourself on – on how far you'll bend, you know? Like right. it's okay. Right. It's okay for me if you don't, you know, want to just spark up a conversation about, you know, the universe, but I would love if you would say to me like, "Hey babe, I'm not I'm not quite ready to dig into that, but you know what? When we go out on Friday, ask me about that again and let's have a conversation." I will commit to having a conversation and maybe he would be willing to do that. So, yeah. um You know, I say it all the time. Like, we just have to verbalize. We have to actually lay it all out there, you know, and and get really clear. And, you know, and I think, you know, one of the things I love to share with people is like, you know, we are are so happy. You know, like we are madly, madly in love. But we talk about everything, how we're feeling. And we also are always ready for the counter offer. And that's what we're not – a lot of people aren't usually ready for like just because you want it or just because you're ready to talk doesn't mean the other person is so if they're like um you know what i'm not in that space right now but i might i might be can you give me two hours like be ready for the counter offer
1: that's good
2: right that's really good thank you for that
0: because it's not a defeat tammy it's not a defeat if he just doesn't feel the same way in that exact moment it just means, right. uh, okay, let's figure out a way where we're both honored, you know? Right. So, cool. Um Yay. Yeah, but keep us keep us looped in and let us know uh, how it's going. And, and if anything comes up for you around any internal realizations you've had about what is a deal breaker and what's not, but um, overall I would say – it's about the the entire relationship as a whole yeah. and how fulfilling that is for you and if if you keep beating your head against the wall and this the thing keeps coming up as a thorn in your side that's probably yeah. your intuition telling you this is a big enough deal you know yeah right yay well i think we're we're just about at time so we're going to kind of wrap up but um thank you so much for being our first caller and and sharing your story so candidly, and um, we really appreciate you.
1: Absolutely. You
2: are so welcome, both of you. Thank
0: you. Yes. Awesome. All right, Tammy. All right, so we um, keep us in the loop, okay? Okay. Sounds great. Thanks again. All right. Bye, You're Tammy. You're welcome. Bye bye. Bye bye. Well, that was awesome. That
1: was a great call. Yeah.
0: And I think I think uh, it is going to be a lot of things that other couples are like. Gosh, well, I love my relationship, but there's this one thing, you know. And Right, right.
1: And, and like she was saying, there's a concept of hell yes and hell no, but not everything is black and white. There's a gray area. Sure. So what tools do you have to distinguish whether that's going to be a black or a white? Right. Yeah.
0: And it's like it's, I'm trying to think of like a really good metaphor, but it's like you have um, uh, this gorgeous, gorgeous house, but there's this one room that's kind of a mess. It's like, well, how big of a deal is that one room if the rest of the house you absolutely love?
1: Right. It's funny that we were doing that, that you're thinking of that because I was thinking of one, too. I'm like, what's a good analogy for that? And the one that came to my head, I don't know if it'll work, but is like a piece, uh, like a pie. You Mm. cut a piece of pie and you're like, well, there's no cherries in this one. Right, <laughs> And you keep analyzing that cherry, that piece of the pie, going, where's all the cherries in this piece? But you could just get another slice and go look at all the pies. Uh, look at all the cherries that are actually in this pie.
0: Right. They just missed that piece. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it comes down to how big of a deal is that to you is it deal breaker status so uh, so yeah so Tammy was uh, submitted her question on our podcast page so if you're interested in being a caller or even if you don't want to be a caller but you've got a topic idea go to thejoyjunkie.com and click on the podcast and you can uh, submit a show idea and uh, potentially be a guest caller uh, on the show and yeah yeah we're, I like guest callers. I do too. I like it. It's great because it's very real world, you know? Yeah, absolutely. We're always just kind of guessing what people want to hear, but we've actually covered some topics that people have suggested. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and definitely when you're at the site, be sure to get your digital life and love kit. There's a ton of free stuff in there for you lots of free uh, information, ebooks, and MP3s and all of that. So uh we your are, page
1: looks amazing by the way. I was just on there yesterday. Oh thanks. She just refurbished it. It looks it's like a lean, clean machine. Oh, we got a little facelift. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so um so cool. We're going to sign out and we'll we'll be back at you in another week. So here is to loving and living your most badass life.
1: Mr. and Mrs. Smith signing off.